Hey there, welcome back to Misadventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge. This is the place that you can turn to when you're just not sure and you need a little bit of positivity or you need a bit of an example that you are doing okay. And this week is definitely an example that you are doing okay because I am seriously real talking about some things that I'm really not proud of. Um, they involve breaking the law and I feel pretty apprehensive about sharing this with you, but I recognize that I'm being my most authentic self by putting this out into the world and showing you the real me because this is something I'm not proud of. I've embarked on a journey of self-worth and sharing my life with you via this podcast and that means sharing the lows as well as the highs and I want to be this transparent and authentic guide and voice for you so that you can use my life as an example of how you can live a better life yourself. You know, I believe that, you know, if you can take the good things out of other people's lives and try and apply them to your life and help you live a better life, then that's all we're really trying to do. And that's what I'm trying to do now by telling you this story that I yeah, I'm not proud of. It's something that's been happening to me in the past couple of weeks. But I feel like by even saying it into this microphone and sharing it with you, it's helping me. It's almost a form of therapy for me to be able to put this out into the world and know, okay, this is me. This is what I've done. I've made mistakes. I'm being totally honest and totally real about where I am. I'm not perfect. And I've set out to do something and failed and learnt that failure is just a part of life. And it's not the first time I've heard this lesson, but it's something that I guess I need to relearn. And I've got some tips for overcoming failure as well, because it's everywhere. You know, I, I believe that when you fail, you are just setting yourself up to learn a lesson and it's how you overcome that failure that teaches you to be a better person and to be a stronger person. So this is me <laughs> sharing what I have learnt with you this week. So if you asked me how the whole being healthy and no drinking thing is going. Um, if you asked me on Thursday of last week, um, I would have said really well. Um, haven't had a drink, had a few urges to drink, um, but, you know, deflected them, had tea instead. That was great. Um, ate pretty healthily. I had the last of my HelloFresh meals to cook. So um, I'm doing this thing where I'm chopping, like I'm getting a, a HelloFresh meal for two and making it for four people. And it works really well for me because I'm still getting the variety of food that I want, but I'm just eating smaller portions, which works really well for me. Um, and that was the case up until about Friday afternoon when I went to a degustation that was um, at a really nice restaurant here in Wollongong. I was invited by a friend, so it was a free ticket and I really wanted to go. And um, the whole day on Friday, I was umming and ahhing about whether or not I was going to drink. And um, this friend who invited me had said to me, you know, when you get to the at cruise, you're going to have one drink and you're going to be on your ass. Good luck trying to network with people if you're going to have a drink and then just 
you know, be way too drunk because you, you'll have gotten too drunk too quickly. And I didn't want to believe him. And I said, nah, you know, that's not right. But now that I think about it, I think that is the case. Like if I was to drink at the Acres, if I didn't drink up until then, I would be rooted. So toying with that in my mind for a long time, for the for the whole day, and then I decided at one point I'd be like, no, 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 you're not going to drink. Like it's fine, just be the headstrong person that you are, and you've got this. And then uh, an hour or two later, I'd be like, well, it's okay if you only have like one or two. So I got to this event. I ended up having a drink. Like I ended up having a fair few drinks and then going out afterwards only for one drink. I think it was a combination of my mental inability or like my undecisiveness that had really messed with me because I, I didn't want to drink, but I was reasoning in my head that I should drink and that it's a good idea that I do drink so that I'd be better off in the future. And it was all just this stupid reasoning that I don't really know why I came to that decision, but I think it's not sat very well with me. So um, I went home Friday night and I was a little bit hungover Saturday morning, something I guess that I hadn't had in a couple of weeks. And I went to the gym, felt okay about that. But then I went shopping and I was super hungry and I forget how like dehydrated you get when you're, you know, the day after the effects of alcohol. And I, I don't think I drank enough water. And I got really hungry when I went shopping. So I bought all this terrible food, like I'm talking. Two blocks of Kit Kat gold, which is like amazing. But as a celiac, I can't eat it. I bought it anyway. A thing of candy, like, uh, you know, a family bag of mixed lollies. Uh, I bought muesli bars, which isn't so bad. I bought caramel popcorn. I bought all this snack food and cheese and crackers and whatever. And I had work on Saturday and I was so hungry and I, I had to like quickly run in to get to work and, and like actually get working that I was like, oh, I'll just have like one slice of this Kit Kat gold. And the entire block later in under 20 minutes, I was feeling pretty sorry for myself, like not good with my self-control. Like I'd sit um, on air on the, in the studio and be like, okay, I'll just have one, like another little Kit Kat um, slice. And then before I know it, the whole thing was gone and I was full of regret. And I was mentally like, do you know what? It's okay. You know, you're fine. You're, um, you know, I was trying to tell myself that I'm, you know, I can come back from this. It's only mistakenly purging on an entire block of Kit Kat gold and it's fine. I mean, I did it last weekend as well. So it's whatever it happens. But then I don't know. I feel like I've, it's sort of brought about a lot of self loathing in me because now, you know, um, it's brought up some pretty deep feelings about where I am and how I guess I feel like my inability to exercise my self-control has completely gone out the window. So I haven't drank since Friday, but growing up, I had a bit of an issue with shoplifting and I found that I was really good at it. So um, I did it a lot and I'm not proud of it. And I think I got to the point where it was like I was experiencing mental kleptomania because I loved the thrill and I would just steal for the, the sake of no reason and just for like the thrill of being able to get stuff out the store and not get caught. And in recent times, I've been slowly doing that, but not massively. Like I'd go to the supermarket and I would buy a whole bunch of stuff, but maybe like not pay for 
one or two things. And they were always things that I need, never things that I was like, oh, I can have that, so I'm just going to steal it. It would be like just to keep my shopping under a certain amount, I'd be like, okay, well, I've spent 40 bucks and I've still got like an entire thing of meat that's going to cost me another like $10, $15. I'll just not pay for the meat. And to me, it doesn't feel like that much. And I I see it as like I'm saving money, so that's okay. But ever since this whole like self-loathing thing and this inability to be or like my indecisiveness um i've started stealing shit i don't need which is chocolate which is candy i did pay for the candy but i didn't pay for the Kit Kat gold um and like just things that i would definitely not necessarily ever buy and i've now stolen it because like i, I still bought everything that i needed in the shops but it was like oh i want that and it was like it's I don't know, like I feel really bad about it and I feel like I'm sort of letting myself down massively because I've come a long way to just not be shoplifting for the sake of shoplifting and I understand that I was like what I've been doing is still shoplifting and I'm really trying hard not to do it. But uh, I don't know, I, I, I honestly needed to get this out because I do feel a lot of regret and I'm feeling not so good about myself right now. And I think it's really important to sort of share the bad times as well as the good. You know, I always talk about positivity and everything like that. But in all fairness, like, I need to be real. And this is the shit that's happening to me. Like, honestly, this whole weekend has been full of regret and self-doubt and self-loathing. So I felt this way and I have failed before. So I know the things that I need to do to help myself get back on track. And I wanted to share those with you because if you've ever gone through anything similar to what I've been through this weekend, I feel like these tips are really going to help you. So my first tip for overcoming failure is accepting that you failed, recognizing it. You know, self-awareness is a really big thing. And once you become self-aware, you're then able to start making changes in your life. And once you accept that you failed and that it's not the end of the world, it's a really powerful thing because failure is a part of life. And the way I see failure is I go through failure to realize that I need to learn a lesson. That's what failures do. They teach us lessons about life. So it's not the end of the world. I've not died. I've got all my limbs, you know, it's it's actually a pretty good thing. So once I accept it, it's like, okay, cool. I failed. Time to start picking up the pieces. And the really important thing here is to change your perspective about the failure. So that's what I'm doing. You know, you accepted that it's failed and that it's not the end of the world. And then to turn that failure into something that you can use for your life. One thing that I really like to do um, is speak to people and get their advice. So this is a conversation that I had with my brother so that I could start feeling better and doing more steps to uh, making my failure into a lesson. You know, I was in this big, like, self-loathing kind of spiral. Uh, the blobbing has begun. Yeah, the blobbing, you know. <laughs> but then... Why? Why? Why, what, why did I do? Quit drinking. It was, yeah, like, I, I guess it was to me the fatigue and the, the whole like trying to do all of it all at once when I've come to realize that I can't do that. Like, I have to, it has to be like a small, slow, gradual change for me to be able to make change, you know? How do you build a car? You know, like, just build it in one day. Pretty you much. Pace 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pretty much like ever since I decided that I was going to stop drinking, like the first week was okay and I didn't really have too much to think about it. But then things got rocky and I just kind of caved very quickly and easily. And so because I caved, I beat myself up about it and then like it was just the continuation of more caving and more self-loathing. Oh, yeah, so why is the blobbing happening, Tiffany? I mean, quitting drinking should be the only thing you're doing. Isn't everything else already a lifestyle change? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, like, I, I feel like I can't make decisions good or make clear decisions if that whole main idea of me quitting drinking isn't the right decision to make you know I think the motivation to say that I was going to quit drinking was to get fit and healthy and to lose a shitload of weight before I go to the Acras which is in a month you know uh-huh. right and, and so what's wrong with that motivation? Well, what I was doing before I decided to do that was exactly everything else. You know, I was eating pretty well. Um, I was feeling pretty good about my body. And then um, when I failed, like when I drank, I just drank. Like I didn't think too much of it. And I wasn't drinking to excess. You know, I drank maybe once or twice a week. And I only had like a few. I didn't have heaps. Okay, right. But then... Yeah, I just, like, on Saturday, no, Friday night, I went for um, dinner, this degustation dinner with a mate, and I, like, drank a fair few drinks, and the whole weekend, I was like, Bleh. went shopping hungry, bought all this food, and then, like, my self-control, just, like, I didn't have any of it, and I didn't, you know, feel like I was in control of my life, I guess. Oh. Tiffany, what are you doing? Yeah, but now I'm okay. Like, I'm, I'm good now. I haven't eaten anything terrible today. Like, first day many, um, because I had a drink last night and I didn't put any pressure on myself to be like, oh, I shouldn't do it or, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. It's just like, well, I want to do it, so I'm going to go do it and then I'm just going to not drink when I feel like not drinking. Yeah, fair enough. Are you capable of just not drinking at all? I don't think so. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah. Maybe we should tackle that problem. Well, I have lots of booze that I need to drink first. Oh, is that the issue? And I'm organi- I've organised a... Drinking itself. Exactly. And I've organised a wine tour um, for my birthday, and that's kind of, like, going to be difficult to not drink when everyone else is drinking. Well, I mean, I can't not drink on a wine tour. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, like, I only drink, like, when a special occasion... I, I drink maybe like once a fortnight now. What do you do with your time though? But you've got Jane and you and her and like, you know, you're okay with doing nothing. But I don't know. I feel like, I yeah, I can still catch up with the girlfriends and stuff and, and not drink because I've done that like a few times. I guess maybe it is for me like I, I need to look at it occasionally and then if I do want to stop drinking a little bit further down the track, then I can sort of look at that. But right now just cutting it out straight away and you know with all these plans and everything you know it's the same way that I quit smoking cigarettes like I had to really slowly gradually stop it I still did it I became a pack a day smoker after I said that I was quitting but then you don't climb a mountain by like climbing it straight away you gotta take yeah like it's baby steps 
I think towards like the the end goal is to quit drinking, but I don't know that that'll happen this year. But I think it will happen. Yeah, I think I'll quit drinking at some point. I think it's really important to speak to someone who you feel that you can be completely honest with. And that for me is my brother. And I'm really glad that I had him in my life and that we could just have a conversation like that. And, you know, he's by him joking and being a little bit trivial to me and, and my crazy antics, it sort of made me realize that, hang on a second, I am being a little bit silly. It's not the end of the world. And I hope that you've got someone in your life that you can go to and turn to and maybe just maybe not joke about it, but who are able to help you see things in a different way. Another thing that I like to do to change my perspective is to meditate, just to sit there with your own thoughts and to always, you know, focus on your breathing and that sort of thing. A really awesome app that I like to use is called Relaxed Melodies, where you can choose an entire soundboard. So you can have like a rainforest and the sound of running water and the sound of birds. And then that'll have a timer. So you know, like when the timer ends or when the music stops that you've finished your meditation session. So well worth downloading that. I will chuck a link to um, the app that I really like, Relaxed Melodies, in the show notes. Another thing I like to do is take a walk or exercise and it's taking your mind out of the situation of failure and to just actually be outside you know exercise is really good for your soul and and for your body it's amazing the amount of clarity that I have after I've exercised mentally when I've done a lot of physical work it's kind of cool another thing that I like to do is write a five point gratitude list it doesn't have to be five it can be three it can be ten but I find that if I write things that I'm grateful for it helps me change the way I'm thinking about a certain issue or a certain thing. And it's definitely the case when it comes to failure. So if I write 10 things about how I'm able to cook and how I have a roof over my head, it makes me see this one failure as something that doesn't control my life and it makes me recognize that it's not the end of the world once again. Another thing I like to do is listen to music again. It's that switch off, just anything that helps you switch off the situation so that you can refocus on what's important in your life. And that is just getting back on track, you know, getting back on with life and recognizing that it's not the end of the world. Because once you take your mind off the situation, it usually brings you that clarity about what the lesson that the failure was supposed to teach you. So we only fail because we have to learn something. I said that before, but I do really believe that. And this whole lesson taught me that I'm not the sort of person that can go all out, go hard or go home. I'm the small little changes sort of girl. So for me, you know, some of the lessons that I've learned is that I need to go back to ordering HelloFresh so I can get my meals delivered to me. So I'm not spending more time than I need to in the supermarket because when I go, I spend too much money anyway and HelloFresh really works for me. So it's like, well, why wouldn't I go out and do that? And it's making those small little changes in my life that help me be a better person and help me function in a better way. And all it is, is recognizing that I failed when it comes to making my own decisions about drinking, about not drinking and having self-control. So I'm just putting a little jump in the right direction towards having a little bit more self-control. So when I have HelloFresh, I don't need to have to make the decision to not go down the candy aisle in the supermarket because I'm not going to be in the supermarket. So it's just setting yourself up for little tiny wins that eventually become a big, massive win. So that's it. I hope that helps you. This is one situation in my life that 
um, I found that failure comes in all different shapes and sizes. And the sooner that you recognize that it's not the end of the world and that you can move past it, the easier it becomes to move past it and to just get on with your life and, you know, do what you were originally doing and learn that lesson. Because to me, we're here to learn lessons and create meanings with our own life. And I'm hoping that this has helped you. And if it has helped you, let me know. Leave me a cheeky review. I would love to hear from you and to hear how you've overcome your failures because we are once again just learning together. And if you know someone who might be having a bit of a hard time and seems to be failing a lot and, you know, is terrible with self-control and self-loathing that you think really should hear this, go on, recommend this show to a friend. It would do me a massive solid if you told one person about this show, if you found any sort of meaning and any sort of help from this, that would be awesome. I'm always here if you want to get in touch, if you want to riff about how you've failed and gotten over it, let me know, thgrouge at gmail, at tiffany underscore rouge, or the misadventurous on Insta, or tiffanyrouge.com. <laughs> Thank you.